Seattle Sounders, as you know, are the champions of the CONCACAF Champions League and the city has not stopped partying. They created three earthquakes while celebrating the goals and we do the preview of what's next to come for them this season. Also, we break down what the Sounders need to do to win the MLS Cup. Now they have the CONCACAF Champions League trophy, but they're also looking to win the MLS Cup again, but also there's some important injuries with the team. Joao Paulo, what's going to happen to this MVP caliber player? And also we'll see what's going to happen to the Sounders here in Footbox USA. You are listening to Footbox USA, an exclusive podcast from Footbox. The Seattle Sounders FC, the only MLS Cup to win a CONCACAF Champions League in the new format. The city in Seattle, they keep uh, the party keeps going on, but they know they have an upcoming game this weekend, so they need to really now focus on the league, and they're not in the best place because they've been focusing and prioritizing all the the games for Concacaf Champions League. But let's talk about what's happening right now in the city, and also what to expect with the, for this club if they're still favorites to win at all, to win not only the Concacaf Champions League that they've done it, but also to win the MLS Cup again with Patrick Mian and Diego Arrioja. Patrick, uh, after the Wednesday and that historic win against Pumas, uh, the Seattle Sounders now, they have to really focus on the league because they're not in, in a good place. They're in 12th uh, place in the Western Conference. Uh, so what to expect from, from this club after that uh, historic win against Pumas? Hey, Diego. Yeah, uh, historic, as you mentioned it. Obviously, Seattle, <laughs> I bet they're still partying over there. The it was it was actually noted. I don't know if you you felt it because you were in the stadium, but it was noted that that uh, the three goals caused mini earthquakes in the city. So that's that tells you everything about how how uh, they celebrated those goals. And I bet the party keeps on going. But yeah, I think if a team was meant to break this type, uh, you know, this this um, ceiling for for the MLS. I think Seattle Sounders was the perfect team. I mean, it's just a role model franchise, how you want things to be done. If people go, they replace them perfectly. Um, also, people like uh, Lodeiro, a guy who deserves that type of that type of uh, prize. Also, Brian Schmetzer, who's one of the incredible historic Uh, and obviously now even more historic uh, coaches of, of MLS and U.S. soccer in general. So Seattle, it's, it's a perfect situation for, for the MLS in general, but I think Seattle really, really does deserve this title. Well, here are the, the words from, from Brian and Adrian, uh, both uh, not only coach and, and owner, uh, what, what they've done with this uh, franchise is just historic. Uh, but yeah, just go, going back to what happened on Wednesday and, and picks, yeah, I, I was there. I was at the after party as well. Just uh, you know, was able to hang out with the players, and they were so excited. Uh, they couldn't believe that it was uh, a magical night uh, at Lumen Field. It was. It was honestly. Uh, it just felt different. I think the the atmosphere. Um, I had the opportunity to be at the MLS Cup final in 2019 against Toronto, uh, but this one just. It was just special. It felt that it was. Uh, it was more uh, important because it was an international tournament, and also. Uh, the fans uh, un understood that. I, I, and I think that's really important to see uh, in, in a city that really uh, loves soccer. I think it's uh, for people who don't know about Seattle, but it's 
wherever you go around Seattle, you'll see uh, soccer fields, uh, kids playing soccer. Uh, and it's just like a really, really popular sport here in the Northwest. So it's really good to see now with this result and putting the Seattle Sounders uh, in the international map for the first time. This has been a long time coming. He's, he bought the club in 2002 and really has done a lot of good stuff, okay? He's very proud of you, I know that, but I'm very proud of you. This was a awesome, awesome tournament. You guys persevered when you needed to. You guys represented yourselves well. You represented the club in a very professional fashion, even Andrew. Thank you all, Nico. Nico, everybody, Captain, everybody, Staff, everybody, 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 everybody here, thank you. It was a group effort. We needed everybody. And Felicia Dadas. Congratulations. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. I mean a Club World Cup for for an MLS team for this city out Seattle Sounder, who as you mentioned, they're they're super well known locally, which is not like a normal thing in, in most US cities. Um, obviously, the fans are definitely behind them. The the, the record in assistance, sixty eight thousand people were were there for for to cheer their their team on. And now we're gonna see them internationally. We Seattle fans are gonna fly out. Uh, MLS teams will be on the map um, even way more. And now I think this is gonna be an experience that other MLS teams are gonna see and and are gonna really be like. Okay, we need this for our own. So I, 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 I won't imagine like Liga MX teams won't stop winning the MLS. I mean the the Concacaf Champions League, but I think MLS teams will step it up after they see that it's possible. I think uh, an invisible barrier has been broken. Um, this sort of mentality that we all, always lose against Liga MX teams is finally over, and now MLS teams are are, are gonna believe you know that they can do it yeah i completely agree I, I think this this is a breaking point for the mls uh versus liga mx oh. i'm finally getting that that championship for the first time in this new format is gonna be historic and yeah i, I agree i think there's gonna be uh, i hope also uh, from the liga mx side they also step it up and understand that yeah this is a, this is a, a big loss not only for pumas but for for um, a mexican soccer and they they really need to um to recognize uh, how MLS has grown over, over the years, right? And, and they need to take it seriously. So I, I think that's gonna be good for both. Uh, and yeah, for the MLS, the question is how how much support they're gonna get from, from the league. I think uh, it's gonna be uh, unprecedented, right? Because they're gonna get that support from, from the MLS when the, the tournament comes in. And we saw it also in the final stages of this CONCACAF Champions League that Seattle was, was able to rest, right? Versus Pumas who actually played on the weekend before this final, right? So I think that those little details, the MLS are really taking care of it. And, and that's that's making a difference at the end of the day in terms of the performance of the team. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the MLS plays as a team at the end of the day in the international level. You could see other fans also supporting the Seattle Sounders, maybe not Portland Timbers fans that much. But yeah, I mean, you, you, they, they really took it as a victory of their own, you know, uh, in social media wise, and also, and also fans worldwide or uh, nationwide. And then, and then the, the, I think the big question here is: so, what is? Well, we don't know much details yet about the Club World Cup, but I think 
what is what do you think Seattle Sounders are gonna do for the Club World Cup? Meaning, are they gonna sign players? What is what do you think is their strategy going into that tournament? Obviously, it's a ways to go, but you know, maybe you know a little bit more. That's that's a really good question. I think um, right now it's hard to know, right? Because it's gonna it, there's still a few months to, uh, to go for this tournament. I think. Obviously, we'll talk about it later, but a big loss from Joel Paulo that got injured in the final, that he's being a, a core to, to the midfield. Uh, we'll see because he's basically out of the for this, the rest of the season, right? So um, I think for now, keeping that base, we'll see uh, how team performs uh, in the league and potentially in the playoffs. But I think I think they have a really solid base. I think this is the this is the best team, and I had the opportunity. Uh, to do the, the pregame show uh, on Wednesday at the final, I was talking to some ex-sounders like Casey Keller, and he was saying, yeah, this is probably the most complete team I ever seen in Seattle Sounders history. Uh, because they not only they have experienced players like Nicolas Lodeiro, Raul Ruiz, Joao Paulo, or Stephen Fry, but also they have young players that are stepping up. Uh, in, in this case, like Ovid Vargas, right? He, the 16-year-old who, um, who actually came into play in the final after uh, Joao Paulo got injured. Uh, Danny Leiva, there's there's a lot of uh, youth players that are stepping up and um, they're coming from from the academy, right? Same as Jordan Morris and also other younger players are able to have the opportunity and Brent Schmetzer recognizes that, that the youth and the importance of bringing those young players to play uh, professionally. So I, I think uh, for now, the Sanders won't, uh, I would say, move any, any pieces yet and we'll see how the year, you know, goes by and if there's important uh, injuries then yeah that would be a time to see who can come in to um you know to the team and support it but but yeah it's i think right now with that base would be set up for the for the for the tournament yeah for sure yeah and also to touch on joao paulo's injury i mean season ending uh, it's a big big blow i think not not only for seattle but i think for for the league in general it's kind of like a like an injury that that shocked the league when like when Joseph Martinez got injured for for a whole season I think Joao Paulo is that important to Seattle that important to the league and uh obviously some other guys are gonna are gonna get opportunities and maybe you know good things will will come out of of an injury seeing Obed Vargas playing more and, and stuff like that but I think at the end of the day it's gonna be complicated to to replace a guy like Joao Paulo because he does so much on the field he recovers balls he puts balls uh, in. He puts his his forwards in good position to attack. He he's that important in the midfield. He, he he's able to control it all. And now Seattle will have to look to to maybe Ovid Vargas or, or or somebody else uh, on the bench that will have to try and do all that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a massive loss. They're talking, yeah, about Joe Paulo, uh, ACL injury. He's he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, he was actually a, a, a contender for MVP um, play award last year, right, uh, Patrick? So he he was in the best eleven as well. Yeah, he he was critical to the Sounders. I think even even more than than Nicolo Deiro last season, right? Because Nicolo Deiro was injured for most of the season, and Joao Paulo was the one who stepped up uh, and was the leader in that midfield. I think it's really an important loss. Uh, we also even even saw on on, on Wednesday how, after uh, Joel Paulo's injury, the Sounders looked pretty bad for, I would say, 15, 20 minutes. Right, that's when Pumas was was actually better because they didn't know they lost uh, uh, the pace and also 
uh, being able to recover any 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 balls right on, on on the defensive side. So I think it's gonna be uh, an important loss. It won't be easy to cover. Uh, Nicolo there is not as young as he used to and run all over the field because I think now with the, uh, also bringing Albert Rosnak um, to to the team. And uh, Lodero's position now, it's it's run less and just be being able to serve his balls to 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 the forward. So so yeah, I, I think that's the the team is gonna feel it definitely. And then in terms of uh, if the team is uh, a contender for the MLS Cup, I would say yes. But Joao Paulo is gonna be a, a massive loss, and it's gonna be hard to know how how the team adjusts and adapts to 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 the rest of the season, right? Yeah, for sure. And also because um, to 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 give you guys more context surrounding this, uh, MLS transfer window was is over this past Tuesday and it only opens up until July 7th. So uh, if if Seattle Sounder, uh, Sounders are thinking of replacing him with a signing, they they have a ways to go, which in a, in a way is a little bit of a blessing in disguise because maybe somebody does step up and they don't need to sign anybody to replace him. But uh, if, if if it doesn't work out, then then yeah, they'll have to wait a, a few months to get somebody in. And 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 I agree with you. I think Charles Sanders is definitely uh, uh, always has potential to win the championship in the MLS. But Joao Paulo definitely is a, a, a big blow to that. So if Brian Schmetzer finds a way to get his guys involved, the the bench players involved in a good way, and and try and do some of the things that Joao Paulo does on the field, then then they'll be good but as of now it doesn't look likely yeah and will be hard uh hard to replace him but there's already uh uh this youngster that we talked about Obed Vargas that uh 16 year old homegrown uh from Alaska that uh was able to play with the academy and uh he just had the opportunity season to play and it's impressive to see how mature this young kid is, uh, right? Picks. Uh, he's he was able to play in the in the Concacaf Champions League final, but he also played before. He played in Honduras. He's been playing also in the league, and um, I think this kid is gonna be. He has a lot of potential. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, he, if you know other teams are starting to get interested, or even uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but even Europe, right? For for this young kid. And he already knows uh, his potential, and but he's really centered. And I think this this kid can have uh, a really groundbreaking season this year. Yeah, exciting moments for Seattle after winning the championships. They'll keep celebrating, but they know they have a job to be done in the MLS because they are always always up there. So excited to see how it the season plays out for for Seattle. And obviously, we'll keep you posted here on Footbox USA. Yeah, and according to just to to, fi to finish this podcast, according to the power rankings in the MLS, Seattle Sounders are still in fourth place as the team to beat. Uh, LAFC is a favorite. Philadelphia Union second place. New York City FC, the actual champions, in third. And then Sounders with LA Galaxy and your Austin FC, Patrick, is right there in fourth place. <laughs> I, I, Diego has put more teams in me than I do myself, but I'll, I'll take it. Austin FC is doing good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Patrick, uh, thanks. Thanks for being this awesome uh, Foodbox USA podcast. And remember, just download, uh, listen to all our podcasts in English and in Spanish. My name is Diego Rioja with Patrick Mihan, and we'll hear you in the next time. Thanks for listening to Footbox USA, an exclusive podcast from Footbox.